your customers. They're just crappy people. Welcome to the Jared Williams Show. Oh, hey, Joel, what's up? Jared. Oh, man, <laughs> you got that quick. Jeez. Oh, I saw a little counter uh, pop up on the screen. I was like, I ain't letting him get this one. Nope, not this one. He, not you're going to have the alpha buddy. today. Nope. Today is not the day. Yeah, what's going what's on, happening, dude? dude? Mm-mm, asked you first. Oh, okay. Um, I got a new shirt. I see that. <laughs> Actually, I've had this shirt for a long time. I just decided to wear it today. Was it like podcast day? Got to put on your fancy shirt? Uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think I'm going to like start a new style. I'm mm-hmm. going to go, I'm going to try and dress a little nicer. I'm going to dress mm-hmm. to impress. See if that helps me out at all. Why do, you, why do you need to be helped out? I mean, I don't really need to be helped out, but I think like when you go get around other people who are dressed to impress mm. and you are underdressed, I don't know that it helps you out to, I just feel a little out of place sometimes, you know, mm. when you go places, people are dressed to impress. Especially well, like, because I'll be like, I'll have like my Vans shoes, my Vans right. shirt, my Vans hat. Right. Know? Yeah. I either need to go like way the other end and just mm-hmm. be like, just like own my total Vans mm-hmm. skateboard, maybe get some more tattoos or I need to dress mm-hmm. a little nicer. One of the two. I think the dressing nicer is easier to do quicker. Yeah. I think as you get older, you need to start caring more about the way you look because you don't have your youth, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, well, and also because you're going to be around people who are going to think yeah. about you differently depending on how you dress. Yeah, like that Which older is, generation cares more about that stuff. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, and it definitely, like, it can definitely set a tone depending on how you're dressed. Like, I like Jordan Peterson a lot, and that guy's always wearing a suit, and he does it very intentionally. Yes. Because he's like, yeah, I present myself in a certain way because that's yeah. how I want to be perceived. I want to be perceived professionally in this way so I always wear a three-piece suit. Whether yeah. or not he wants to or not. And I remember yeah. listening to him talk about how it was sort of a big deal where he went and spent a bunch of money on like five suits. And he was like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe I'm doing this. Yep. But he's demonstrating something to his audience that's important. Yep. He's demonstrating an idea that's important. So I think there's definitely something to that. It just takes... Yeah, I think I tried to dress nice. There was like a week where I was like, Ayla, I'm going to buy me some nice clothes because she knows the brands and I'm going to try to dress nice. I think I lasted like a week and then I was like, this is kind of uncomfortable. I was having my shirt tucked in and like oh, wearing these pants that, and all that, that kind of stuff. I'm going um, for but like, like skater nice. Skater nice? Yeah. So yeah. so where were you where you were like, man, I am underdressed that you felt like you would have been more received if you were more dressed? I think it's, I think it's like anywhere you go, like other than mm-hmm. like the skate shop or the surf shop, but even the surf sure. shop, you go in there dress nice. I don't know. You just feel good about yourself. Hmm, but even gotcha. like going to church, like last time we talked about going to church, talking to people, mm-hmm. introducing yourself to new people. And I think if you can dress to impress and have a better presentation of yourself, mm-hmm. it's going to go a long ways in that initial impression. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, <laughs> Did you go on top? Did you talk to anybody at church? So I was actually in Palm Coast for church this last weekend. We went to church with some old friends of mine. Mm-hmm. And I did. I talked to a lot of people. It did was, you like intent? Did you intentionally do it though? You're like, I'm going to go talk to these people. Or was it 
just there came about a, that way. It came about that way a little more naturally than when I'm normally mm-hmm. at church because I was with somebody mm-hmm. who knows a lot of people in church. Sure, um, sure. But I didn't, I didn't put on my RBF or anything. Yeah, cool. You're like, <laughs> hi, I was like, I'm Jared. Hey, hi, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice. But there were some cool. cool people at that church. I actually met some cool people. Yeah, yeah. cool. Doing some hmm. cool stuff. Yeah, hmm. it's pretty fun. What they, what do they do? What kind of cool stuff are they doing? Um, so at his church in particular, there's a bunch of people that came over from South Africa. So there's like mm-hmm. five or six people that are two or three of them are, you know, I don't know, leaders in the church. I don't know what they do, mm-hmm. but they're involved in some fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know one of the guys and his wife, he plays guitar for worship and junk. Um, yeah, they're just cool to talk to because they got an accent and they're doing, you know, different stuff. Like the one guy, mm-hmm. the one guy that played guitar, he was telling me about, surfing over there on flagler beach Mm -hmm. how much fun it is and we got to talk and found out i was from alaska Mm. and he was like dude do you miss it up there and i was like no not really (laughs) and uh he goes nothing you don't even miss the snowboarding and i had like my volcom socks on and my van shoes on and i was like i do miss the snowboarding yeah got me there yeah and he was telling me about how he just went snowboarding in south carolina and i was like Uh, in south carolina it's like flat there he goes no no there's a cool little hill there (laughs) so that was cool little hill that kind of stuff yeah did it inspire you or give you any ideas of well anything um it inspired me to go to south carolina and check out the snowboarding that's yeah the snowboarding hill Mm -hmm. yeah that'd be cool yeah yeah, that's not too far away. That's a lot, probably closer than... That's probably your closest spot, yeah? That's pretty close, yeah. South Carolina is, is not too far away. Like, we could drive mm-hmm. there and... Like, we were almost there. You know, just... We were oh, east sure. coast of Florida, yeah. so just hopping a skip over Georgia, probably another three yeah. hours. Yeah. Don't quote me on that, but I think I think we probably would have been there pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. bet we could get there seven-hour drive from where we're at, mm-hmm. which would be pretty cool. Yeah, we're definitely excited to get down there because we just, I mean, you know it, when you move down to the States, suddenly the States are actually a thing that you can go to without being like, well, we got to plan a trip to go places. Like, there's Yeah, just- you kind of can, but then you kind of got to be careful because like I just went to Seattle. It took me longer to get to Seattle from here than from when I lived in Fairbanks. Mm. Yeah, but that makes sense because Seattle, it's like... Mm-hmm. And you don't, the distance where you and Seattle are is probably yeah. like similar to Fairbanks and Seattle. Yeah. And so I don't want no to go direct. to Seattle very often either. So no, no, I'm I I've spent most of my life either in Alaska or Central West Coast. So yeah, I've been to those places. So getting onto the East Coast is like, oh yeah, we can go to Georgia. That's interesting. Never been there. Yeah, it'll be cool to check out some some new stuff. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're excited. Yeah. So we should talk about grumpy customers today. Man, you ain't never had any grumpies. of those, right? The grumpies. Grumpies. Your grumpos. The thing is, is you're going to have them. Like, yep. it doesn't matter how cheap you are, how expensive you are, how awesome you are, how mm. much you suck. Mm. No matter what, you're going to have grumpy customers. You're going to have, hopefully you can have mostly happy customers, but mm-hmm. Uh, mm. you're going to have grumpy like I think it's like two percent, two percent of your customers are just. I don't. I feel bad saying this, but sorry, I gotta readjust. I feel bad saying this, but like two percent of your customers, they're just crappy people. Like as bad mm. as that sounds, it's totally mm-hmm. true. Hmm. Oh yeah, 
There we go. You gotta get the sweet spot. I gotta get my arm up here. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah now it's business time, so you gotta yeah. get all ready. It's business. Anyway, I feel bad <laughs> saying it, but the fact of the matter is, two percent of your customers. I say crappy people because they're the kind of people that will agree to have work done and then file a chargeback on your credit card, right? So sure. like, and it's just like dishonest, okay? Sure. And then mixed in that 2%, you also have the people that are just, just want to complain about something. Like mm -hmm. they're just, you literally can't make them happy, mm -hmm. right? They're going to complain about something. Mm -hmm. Like you provide them with this perfect service, you fix their problem and more, and you go above and beyond in your business to help them out, and, be, and then they're mad about the price. Mm -hmm. But if you were to keep the cost low and provide them with, with an okay service, then they'd be pissed about the service. So sure, they're kind of yeah. customer like no matter who they hire, they're just not going to be happy. Yeah, they're just yeah, they're just kind of mad at something other than you and the service you provided. But you are like the most tangible outlet that they can use to I don't know exercise that frustration. Yeah, yeah, and so you just have to learn how to deal with those customers. Yeah, do you think it helps knowing like going into it with a mindset like you're going to get these customers? Do you think that's helpful? Definitely. Yeah. I definitely think so. Because you are. You're 100% going to get those customers. Yeah. It's just, part of, it's just part of life. So then it becomes a question of like, not just am I going to get them, but how do I deal with them, right? Because mm -hmm. you need to deal mm -hmm. with them in a manner that's not going to explode. Like you're right. not going to make it worse. Um, and then you want to ultimately make your business look good. Right in the light of your other customers, mm. right? Yeah, because you're not just speaking to the grumpy customers. You're essentially speaking to all your customers. Like yeah. you should imagine that everybody's listening in on this conversation. Yeah, yeah. And it's super easy when you get a customer that is not happy with your service, especially as the like owner. Even, even for my general manager, it's easy to get emotional about it mm. and want to hmm. like stand up for what's right, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause you know, that person's in the wrong. And so it's, mm -hmm. it's easy to be like, no, that's not right. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to stand my ground because I want, you know, justice or whatever. Yeah. But that's, that's a bad position to take. You really got to learn to detach the emotions from it mm -hmm. and just go at it from a logical standpoint of, okay, what's going to be best for my business long-term. Right. 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 Yeah. Mm. So like if somebody calls, like they're gonna they're either gonna do one of two things. They're gonna call because mm -hmm. they're mad, they're gonna email because they're mad, or they're gonna go on Google because they're mad, right? They could show up too. Or they're gonna show up to your office because they're mad, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so if you can be good at like bringing the situation down to a calm, having a good discussion with the customer. Mm -hmm. then you're going to be way better off rather than getting emotional and the conversation right. getting yep. angry or anything like that. If you can mm -hmm. maintain professional, non-emotional discussions, you're mm -hmm. going to have a much better time. And right. then I would just, you know, if anybody, like I always tell my guys, if, if we get anybody complaining about anything other than the cost of the service, we need to go back there and we need to fix or make right whatever it was that they're complaining about. 
Mm-hmm. I don't care what it is, right? If mm-hmm. if they think we broke something, we go back and fix it. Sure. If they think sure. we didn't do something right, we go back and do it right. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's anything but the price, we fix it. Because mm-hmm. that's just the kind of company that we've built. We've built a company that is very high dollar, but but we want to be known as good service. Right. So we sure. Have to, we have to provide on that good service. We have to continually mm. offer that good service. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does, because you want to... I mean, you're going to just win the customer that way because they don't really expect you to come back. Like They're calling right. you, and they're mad about whatever you broke or you didn't break, and so they're telling you, and they're not really expecting you to show up, but when you show up and you don't engage with them, like you don't take it personally. Like I think it's so important to not take these things personally and to just view them as objectively as possible and go, oh man, I'm sorry that I must have broken your dryer while I was fixing something. Let me, <laughs> yeah. I'll be right over. And you show yep. up and you're like, and in your head, you're like, I did not break this dryer. But you're like, huh, all yeah. right, well, let's see what I can do here and we can do this for you. And like that customer is going to look at you different and you're going to stand out because you actually did the thing that they didn't expect. Totally. And then that customer is going to hire you for more work mm-hmm. and they're going to tell their friends to hire you for more work. We actually did that. Mm-hmm. We had a guy, he stepped on somebody's dryer. Mm-hmm. And they, the customer, I was still managing the day-to-day at that, that point in time. And the customer got on, messaged me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, found me as the business owner. So I messaged him back right away. I was like, dude, we'll we'll pay for a new dryer. We'll come install it. Don't worry about it. We got you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up, he ended up just wanting money off his bill. It was just a little dent. He didn't care that much about it. So we just I took the cost of the the whole cost of the dryer off of his bill. Mm-hmm. That guy has since hired us for thousands of dollars worth of work. And he, his neighbors have hired us for thousands of dollars worth of work. Oh, yeah. And it's been well worth the, I think it was yeah. 680 bucks that I gave him off of his bill for the dryer. Well worth it. Yeah, and man. You've got, it's, a, you've got a customer mm-hmm. for life, right? It's those little things that like really, like just those little touches that can really win you people for a long time and cement their loyalty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Do you yeah, ever... So it's, go ahead. Do you ever feel like there's a moment though where maybe you're being taken advantage of? You know, maybe. Um, I would mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. err on the side of being taken advantage of than yeah. err on the side of not fixing something. Yeah. Because your reputation is so important. Yes. Yeah. We Back at my last job, we always had a problem with that because, you know, we would move freight all across Alaska. And so people would always mm-hmm. be calling up like, Hey, you damaged my stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, we had a certain policy that we would follow like, okay, send it back in. We'll take a look at it and then we'll mm-hmm. replace it. And before I sort of took over management of this area, everybody was very much like, no, we didn't do that. You're wrong. And there was always like this, like back and forth bicker and like who was right and who was wrong. And it's just, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't good because then suddenly the customer is the enemy so whenever the customer calls you like, oh, the enemy's calling, I better prep myself for a battle. <laughs> and then, which is the wrong, like it should never, that should never be it. The customer is never the enemy. The customer is nope. the necessary person that you need to survive. And so you have to treat them that way. And so, yeah, there's people would call and be like, hey man, you broke my thing. And I'd be like, oh, or like a lot of it was like, hey, this group, all my groceries are bad. Like, oh, okay, yep. well, send, send them back in. So they'd send them in and then it'd be like 400 bucks worth of groceries. And we'd be like, huh, all right. Your groceries are on the way, dude. Sorry about that. And they're like, oh, 
hey man, well, I really appreciate that. Like, thanks for doing that so quick. I'm like, yeah, man, anytime. Like, I just make sure I want you and your family fed, you know? Like, I want you and your plumbing to work. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it. And like, it's amazing how people are like, huh? Well, yeah, the other guys, they didn't do any of that for me. And you're like, oh, that's right. weird. I want you to have like the life that you want. And I'm here facilitating that experience. So, and then the relationship then, just gets better. Yeah. Then you can go charge more, right? For that service, mm-hmm. for that same service, just because mm-hmm. you're willing to do that one thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it takes the pressure off your workers to like, again, like viewing the and customer service. It's so easy to view the customer as the enemy. It really is right. because yep. they're the one who you have to make happy. And if they're not happy, they're going to let you know. And some of yep. them are very, uh, you know, not super nice when they do that. So it's yeah. easy to turn them into the enemy. Yep. Um, but when you sort of have that customer service context and culture where you will help out the customer, um, it's easier to view them not as the enemy. Because you're like, oh, man, I'm going to help you out and I'm going to fix your stuff. It's going to be cool. Yeah, I agree. You should like, I think every plumbing business should probably develop the culture within their guise of like whatever it takes to make the customer happy. No matter what. Like, I Mm -hmm. don't care. As long as it's not giving the plumbing away for free, even if we have to go down to giving the plumbing away at cost, like Mm -hmm. whatever it takes to make that customer happy outside mm-hmm. of giving it away for free, right? As long as we mm-hmm. cover our cost, 100%. Mm-hmm. Make that customer happy. Take out their trash for them. Go the extra mile for them. If mm. they complain about something, fix it for them. Especially if they've already paid you for something, right? Mm. Just go fix it. We'll mm-hmm. include it in the cost of doing business. Mm-hmm. And then we can have that culture, right? Of mm-hmm. taking care of the customer. Otherwise, like mm-hmm. you said, customer becomes the enemy how much time do you think you waste when the customer becomes the enemy dude so much time back and forth with the customer and not only what is the cost of that and not only arguing back and forth like with the time it takes to do that but then when you hang up that call you then go tell your coworker about it and your coworker tells the other coworker about it and it just becomes this like ordeal and then suddenly whenever i'm talking with a coworker and work comes up we start complaining about this customer or this customer which is like the worst thing you can have in any customer service environment because you will then begin to show those tendencies to the customers whether you like it or not like that contempt will creep in and then dude now now you're just a crappy customer service person before even though you didn't even know you were getting there you suddenly became that yeah yeah that's true that's actually a really good point 100% yeah I mean I'd always have to tell everybody that I worked with to just like really guard against it because in in our environment customers you know they would complain about everything the price and everything else and sometimes they'd just be downright rude and just not very kind humans Mm-hmm. And so I had to really tell everybody, like, press in the value. Like, dude, it doesn't matter what kind of day they're having, who they are. If you need to, like, take this beating from them, that's mm-hmm. okay. Go for it. Like, I do it all the time. Not a big deal to me. I don't care. Like, I'm just here working. If I need to, like, take this verbal abuse from this person, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I don't know if we did that, but I hear what you're saying. That sounds bad. Um, What can I do for you? What can I do to make this right? And more often than not, they're like, nothing. I just... I just needed to get that off my chest. I'm like, great. Mm-hmm. Well, let me do something for you anyway. You know, like here's like a gift certificate or something, or like, let me give you some pounds off next time or something. Um, I found it's really satisfying to turn like a grumpy customer into a happy customer. Heck yeah. Like, Cause after that, like you win that person for a long time. Yeah. 
So did you ever find like, did you ever have people worry about, you know, people catching on per se? And and, they're in, <laughs> yeah. and then like, yeah. and then like it becomes this like regular thing where the customers know, they now know that, oh, now rights air. I just tell them yeah. my eggs are broken. They ship me new eggs. So yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to call them once a week and be like, Hey, you broke three dozen eggs or however many yeah. eggs they eat yeah. that week. Yeah. And then yeah. get free eggs that way. Cause my, we, mm-hmm. like I've never, that has never crossed my mind, you know? I, Cause yeah. I, believe, I honestly, I like believe in the, goodness of humanity maybe mm-hmm. to a fault mm-hmm. um, but i believe that everybody's deep inside of them a good person mm-hmm. but so like when i brought my general manager on and i was like okay this is how we deal with cu- <laughs> grumpy customers you know he was yeah. like wait a second all right isn't everybody just going to catch on that we just they call and so we give them a discount and then everybody's yeah. going to want a discount and i'm like they're going to catch on after this podcast i'm like <laughs> yeah i'm like i don't know i've never thought of that before Huh, but, interesting ever right yeah um so what do you think about that you, do you think yeah. customers are going to catch on well we'd always have that conversation because again <laughs> people would be like joel so-and-so called and they said they broke this but i don't think we broke it blah 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 and i'm like well what did we break well we broke you know we froze their this and we got to replace their eggs i was like how much does that cost like what 30 bucks i'm like oh yeah we'll just go replace it and yeah. they're like okay but like what if they do and then i so like what we would do is I'd have people who would like, they'd watch and they'd be like, okay, so this person's calling again. It is the fourth time this month that we broke their eggs. Let's figure out if we actually did break their eggs. And so I'd go around and I'd like do all my due diligence and I'd come back and I'd call them like, ma'am, so we broke your eggs again, it seems like. So I'm going to replace your eggs again, but we're going to try really, really hard. And next time we're not going to replace your eggs. So we just kind of would watch because always weary of that person who might be taking advantage because it did, it has happened to us before at rights. Yeah. Where people would sort of get wise, but not as many as you would think. It would always be the minority. To give the listeners context. And I don't want to talk down the customers at rights, but if there was a customer that was going to do that, your customers were probably the ones that would do that, right? Yes. Less yeah. so than like your typical high-end plumbing business customer. Yeah. And it was like yeah. pretty, you know, we'll call it was like low ticket sales, right? So right. the things that would be where you would get taken advantage of mm-hmm. were like anywhere from $15 to $200. And so we right. were very liberal. Like there was even a time where like, I remember having a conversation where it's just like, man, I think they're doing it. I'd be like, well, what is it again? What's eggs? Like, I don't, well, all right, send us some eggs. Like, I don't care. Dude, it's Mm -hmm. $10. Yeah. Like, we're fine. Yeah. It's, and like, really, at the end of the day, like, that person receiving those eggs is going to be more meaningful to them than the $10 for the company, right? Like, that's nothing for the company. Right. Yep. Yeah. So, it like, for the, for a plumbing business, like, we'll have people call our company we'll have charged them, you know, anywhere from 500 to $2,000 and they call in grumpy and complaining and want money off their bill. And usually we send it to the general manager and then he just has a conversation with them. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you, what do you want? Mm -hmm. If we, you know, (laughs) I can take, I can take 10% off. Is that, will that make you happy? And then usually that does the trick 10, 15, 20% off. And it doesn't really matter, right? It's better to just give them some money back. Even if you give them 50% off, uh, you got some money out of the deal. They are mm-hmm. not mad anymore. And then um, 
you can you guys can go separate ways right at that point yeah but to try and like sit there and argue with them and be like no you owe us that money uh or mm-hmm. this is our money we provided you with a service they're just going to get mad right and then mm-hmm. go on google and write you a one-star review mm-hmm. and then you're going to have to respond to that in a certain way right so if you can if you can nip it in the butt even if you got to give them half their money back or even mm-hmm. if you got to give them all their money back um and avoid that one-star review then you're better off Hmm. Yeah, I think I've read those reviews too, where people are like, they'll give a five star and they'll be like, this company did this and I thought it was this, but then they came back and they did all this for me. Right. So I'll give them a five, you know, like I've seen yeah. those reviews before. Yeah. And you, you'll still have those people that you're going to give them their money back or half their money back or 10% off or whatever. And they're still going to go on Google and write you a one star review. Yeah. Unfortunately. That's how it is. But it's just how it is. That's 2%, right? So then it just mm-hmm. becomes a matter of like how you respond to those one-star reviews mm-hmm. um, on Google to make, you know, usually when, if they're like really angry and they go get on Google and they're writing you a one-star review and they're super mad, they usually sound kind of crazy <laughs> to begin with, right? You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like you yeah. go read those reviews and you're like, man, these people are kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So then the way you respond to that makes a big difference on how the the potential customer that's reading it, it makes a mm-hmm. big difference on like their view of it. Right. 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 Yep. Mm-hmm. So you can respond in a way that shows the value that you do offer. Cause usually the one star review is going to be about price because yep. anything else you're going to go above and beyond to fix. Um, so you can go through and, and, and be like, Hey, you know, we offer these value points, you know, same day service. We'll, we'll have a technician at your home, same day. We only hire qualified, licensed technicians. Um, we always are available to answer your phone. Um, you know, we have high quality work with a really good warranty, and all that comes at a cost. I'm sorry you weren't happy with the service because of the cost, right? Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. can like highlight all the really yeah, good sure. things about mm-hmm. your company. And it almost makes the other person seem a little crazy. Because sure, because you're complaining about the cost, yeah. and it makes the reader go, hmm okay, they didn't quite understand the value of what they were paying for. Yeah, yeah, and that's definitely, and I think it's good, like, because I've, I've read your reviews and I've read tons of reviews and the ones, mm-hmm. or responses to reviews, I should say, and the ones that do the best are the ones that read very templated. Um, like, they're still obviously written with all the right things in there, but the ones that read the worst is when mm-hmm. I can tell there was somebody in the company who was like, listen, this is what I think about this. And I read those. I'm like, no, don't do this. Like it just looks bad on your company. Yeah. It it looks, it looks, it looks reactive because it is, it's an emotional reaction Mm -hmm. to an unexpected event an unjust event that very well could have been unjust, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Cause like that response to that one star review is almost a little free marketing. It's not free because you have to take the time to do it, but it's an opportunity for you to market your company. And just as you say, Because so wise, people are going to read that, right? And they're going to go, okay, they're a little more expensive, Mm -hmm. but they offer all these other value points. Mm -hmm. And so a customer who's attracted to that, you know, who wants same day service, good quality, good warranty, nice technicians, licensed people, Mm -hmm. they're still going to want to hire you, even though they're going to know that you're more expensive than the other guys. Yep. Because they they value those things. And that's a good customer. So just Mm by responding accordingly or responding properly, you've just actually gained yourself a customer 
with a one-star review. Yep. Yep. Very true. Hap- happens and, all the time. And it's because like when we search, like this is how I search for, like if I'm trying to find a restaurant or something mm-hmm. or a service, I'm going to go look at five stars. I'm going to read a couple of their highest reviews and then immediately filter it to their lowest and then read their lowest <laughs> because I want to see, I, I want to, yeah. Cause I want to see like what's really good about them. But then what do people say that's really bad? Cause within those right. two perspectives, you're probably going to get the truth. The middle mm-hmm. of the road, who cares about the, twos to four, right? That doesn't mean anything to me. Um, but in the ones, you'll be able to see the business owner's response. And then you can see that. And you can see that in the fives too. And then you can sort of actually gauge the quality of this company. Because if I yeah. see a one-star crazy review and then the business owner goes crazy on the response, then I'm like, oh man, I don't know about this. Like this is, yeah, this isn't and quite like the, consistent. The way you said that is key. Then you can gauge the quality of this company, right? Yes. You're not going on Google to see if somebody's more expensive or cheaper than the other guy. Mm-hmm. You personally, right? And there's tons of customers no, out I'm there not. like this. You're going mm-hmm. on Google to see who has the best quality, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going, like if you were looking for a plumbing company, you would go read the one stars and the five stars. If, if all the five stars were like, this is the best company on the planet, they mm-hmm. do quality work. They have quality technicians. They get here really fast. They always take care of me. They always answer their phone. So you saw mm-hmm. a bunch of those. And then you saw a few one-star reviews of these guys are so expensive, it's ridiculous. And then the mm-hmm. owner going, hey, <laughs> I know we're expensive. I'm sorry, but we offer all this value. Right. You would be like, these guys are really good quality. I'm going to hire them. Yeah, you'd be like, huh. Yeah. yeah, you're not and looking what- for the cheapest. You're looking for the quality. Because you want a quality and what's kind of, product in the end. Yeah. And what's kind of funny is if I didn't see any, these guys are really expensive, I would be like, mm-hmm. well, how are they so quality? Like, how do they achieve all this and not being expensive? Like, I'd be like, yeah. I'd be sniffing for like the upsells and stuff at that point because I'm like, okay, there's something weird for a company to be able to get these five-star reviews that say all this stuff and then these one-stars that have no price objection. I'd be like, yeah. hmm, there's something in here that's weird just because yeah. you can't have all those perfect things. It doesn't work. Does not, those things don't exist. Yeah, I think somebody did a study like if if your company has all five-star reviews, like a bunch of them, hundreds of them, and they're all five mm-hmm. stars, and you don't have any one stars, it, mm-hmm. it seems fishy, right? Sure. It's, the customer doesn't trust it all the way. Yeah, well, because there's sense. nothing that's, yeah, there's nothing that's perfect, right? And so like when you right. see like, oh, we have 400 five-star reviews, I'm like, okay, well, how many one stars are you not showing me? And like, exactly. And why are you the type of person who doesn't, doesn't feel comfortable showing me a one star? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so yeah, it's tricky, but yeah. One stars happen and how they we happen. respond to them, you know? They happen and you need to respond to them in a manner that makes you look good. Yep. Yep. So mm-hmm. if anybody is curious how to respond to their one star reviews, they can go to, uh, they can look up Prospector Plumbing and Heating in Fairbanks and they can go look at our one stars and mm-hmm. see how we respond to them and learn that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Some practical advice. Yeah, man. Cool, dude. Well, thanks. See you next time. Later, Holmes. See ya.